We in. Awesome. Is it? I'm I'm excited. I'm yeah. a little loopy. Uh, yeah, we're tired. I think we're, I think we're both pretty tired. Yeah. What's going? On? This is like the latest that I think that we've ever recorded before, like a, a supposed release. You know, like technically we usually put it up in 22 minutes. Yeah. Won't happen. Yeah. But it'll be That's out. not gonna happen. Tech, we're usually early, so like, uh-huh. you know it'll be fine. Like it'll be up f- when a majority of people wake up. Exactly, which is what we try to shoot for. Yeah. Um. Hey guys. What are we talking about today? Welcome to the Chris and Kyle show from a different colored wall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's Chris and I'm Kyle. We're talking about spoilers for... I just combined season and true into one sound. Uh True Detective season one. Mm -hmm. Only season one because neither of us has seen season two or first three episodes of season three mm-hmm. but we will because next month you'll get season two and the month after that you'll get season three mm-hmm. fun little little project so true detective i know that this is one of your favorite things yes. in the world yes and i just saw it for the first time we uh-huh. watched it um people that matter are uh carrie joji fukunaga who directs mm-hmm. every episode Nick Pazzolato, who is the creator and writes every episode, right? Is it Pazzolato or is it Pizzolato? Sorry, Pizzolato. P-I. Yeah, P- pizza. A lot of pizza. Mm-hmm. Pizzolato. And he's the main creative force he's the behind creator all of True Detective and written. Right, he's the only credited writer. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm looking, I'm looking at an episode. I might be lying. Um, there's a few other writers, but we'll talk about the the, the changes to season two when we get to that episode because it does change. But for this season, the super critically acclaimed season, first season of True Detective, those are the creative forces behind it. And then on the screen, your really important people are Matthew McConaughey as Rustin Cole, um, Mm -hmm. Woody Harrelson as Marty Hart, and then um, Michelle Monaghan. I mean, those are kind of only the, they're the the ones that matter. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like secondary and tertiary characters that Mm -hmm play parts and move the plot forward and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But those are the only three that and are still good. Like, I don't, yeah, I, for sure. Still there are good. no uh, pro- uh, performances. Also, that stick like, out. Uh, some people, Alexander Daddario is in it. Shay Wiggum is in it mm-hmm. and, and more. Those are probably the most recognizable and Shay Wiggum is only recognizable because we've talked about him before. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to start? Okay, so uh, I know that you. This is a one of the reasons why, like, we're even. I would say doing True Detective, right, is because I am. I love True Detective. That was your so much fourth time watching this first season, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I, and uh, fourth time, like on off. Yeah. like I'll you know I'll watch four episodes here and there. Okay, you know. Uh, well, because episode four is so dope. Uh, episode four specifically is so dope, but I really enjoy the beginning of True Detective. Uh, Interesting. Okay. The most. Really? Uh, yeah. Like the first four seasons. See, I, I, I liked more from four on. See, the reason why I like the first four episodes so much is because like that's when you get the most of Rusty. Rusk, Russ, um philosophies. And yeah. Like the way that he which thinks we'll and get stuff, into that. which I love. Um, but uh, yeah, Russ Cole, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character is my second favorite character of all time behind in TV, Abed? T- TV or movies behind Abed Fadir in Community. Um, Chris and Kyle make a podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, how do you think about it? What's your, what your, what your I, first? It's amazing. Impression? One, it's mm-hmm. it's incredibly well made. Yeah. Like like writing, directing, acting, everything is off the charts. So what it basically comes down to is taste. I think. Right. Like anyone 
could watch this and recognize that it's good, like yeah. just well done. Yeah. Now, if you know, it's it's pretty slow. Mm-hmm. It's it's very deliberate yeah. paced. People are kind of hard to understand, which I kind of struggled with a little bit with those Louisiana drawls. Yeah. Um, even at times, like Matthew McConaughey, I was like, what is he saying? Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the accents. And uh, just kind of getting th- I, I, through that. But um, I think, like I said, I liked it actually more of the second half from four on. Because unlike you, I don't love Russ Cole. I, I just kind of think he's an asshole. Right. Because he, he kind of sucks. Okay, so Russ, by his own definition, says that uh, that he's a he's a pessimist. He, yeah, what's the quote that he says? He says, some people would call me the... Oh, he says, some people would call me a pessimist. I consider myself a realist. Yeah. Which, I, I get it. And Woody it's Harrelson's like, But to me, like, mean? the He's whole like, time I'm watching the show, I'm like, you're just sad, dude. You're just really sad. You're just so sad. And I don't mean, like, Donald Trump sad. I mean, like, he's literally just a sad man. Yeah, like he's depressed. His, the, you know, he lost his daughter and his wife left him. Like he's just lived a really sad life. Mm-hmm. And like, he was very lonely his whole life in a lot. Like they talk about it all. I'm like, you're just so sad. And like mm-hmm. you buy into the whole pessimistic outlook thing, which is very, um, uh, he's, he's really engaging. Mm-hmm. Like as a character, it's very interesting to see, mm-hmm. especially played off of Woody Harrelson is great the way they play off each other mm-hmm. who, which they try to like trick you. They're like, Woody Harrelson's a normal good guy. And you're like, nah, Woody Harrelson sucks. Yeah. Like sucks. And if you're he's like, a piece of shit. and if you're gauging their, uh, the, both of their characters morally, fucking Russ Cole is a much better, man. is a much better. Much, he's a, he's a very good person. Mm-hmm. He's just a pessimist. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a, one of the scenes in the, in the interview scenes with Michelle Monaghan, where she's like, I believe that Russ Cole is a fundamentally good man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, he is. So anybody he uh, does the right. That was kind of something that I like throughout the show. I was like, if he just is such a pessimist and and thinks all of, like he he talks about how like life doesn't matter and humans shouldn't exist and all this like super hardcore shit. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, like if he really believed that deep down, he wouldn't be doing his job as well as as he does it. So like right. throughout the whole show, you're like he says these things and he has these very um, flamboyant and out there philosophies that he talks about. But at the end of the day, deep down. He just does the right thing. Right. So uh, for those that haven't seen True Detective uh, or aren't really planning on seeing True Detective um, and you want to know who Rust is. Um, so Rust as a uh, as uh, his life philosophy is anti-natalism. And a lot of people would misattribute it. Uh, is I would misattribute it as nihilism. Yeah. And it's not far off because nihilism so nihilism is basically uh, thinking that nothing matters. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever I do, like none of this shit matters because we're Joe. We're all just fucking dust in the wind, whatever. Yeah. Um, now, Rust believes that uh, that life is inherently not good for us. That is, it is almost that that human consciousness is uh, uh, against human nature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's just like the greatest flaw in evolution was humans becoming sentient, essentially. Like, yeah having a conscience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the, the sense of identity is, is the ultimate sin. Mm-hmm. Like is the, the uh, it's uh, a part of nature that's against itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads to a lot of like really depressing shit. You know, he believes that all of humanity should commit suicide. Yeah. It's, it's bon- It's crazy. It's crazy. He's a crazy yeah. person. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, you know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, 
it's like the right person got a hold of him at the right time to tell him these. Like, he is the right person to himself because right. he's a very smart man. Yeah. And when he was at his lowest, it's like he discovered these philosophies and was like, yeah, my life, the way my life has gone, this seems true. And my job and every, like he was, you know, going undercover with all these horrible people mm-hmm. and just seeing horrible things as a homicide. It's like, like everything in his life was attributing back to these philosophies being right. But somehow I, I, it's, I think it's what the best part of his character to me somehow through all that, through him spouting all of this um, philosophy, mm-hmm. he still will always do, does the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like he, 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 the whole plot of the show, like he never had to come back in what was it? 2010 or whatever, mm-hmm. 2015 to the present timeline of mm-hmm. the show to come back and finish solving that crime mm-hmm. that they thought they had solved and in that's, 1995. That's another thing that we need to talk about is that this, uh, the three different time periods, exactly three t- different time periods where you're seeing, um, uh, it, it's, it's very like, uh, anthological in its own right. Like mm-hmm. even when the, within the season itself, you're seeing three, uh, different time periods over 1995, 2002. And I think like 2014 or 15, right. Whenever the show came out. Yeah. Basically like yeah. the present day. Um, and it's fucking super interesting uh, for a few reasons. Mm-hmm. Why why Nick Puzzolato did that was super interesting. A, you get to see uh, these characters in three drastically different time yeah. periods. Yeah. Uh, but you also see m- what seems like more legit detective work. Yeah, because for sure. Things take forever. Yeah. Uh, in that realm, and even within each timeline. Mm-hmm. They they take like it's very realistic to where things take a long time to figure exactly. out. Like, I, mean, I think McConaughey spends most of his time just driving around talking to people, like mm-hmm. taking you know days and weeks to get mm-hmm. to get the information he needs to solve really the big crime mm-hmm. of the season. But the way that they bookend this show is with uh, in present day, uh, they are being examined. Mm-hmm. by these uh, two police officers that believe that Russ Cole is the one that's committing these murders. Yeah. And they're trying to find uh, both Russ and Marty's uh, and, and Marty are trying to find this killer yeah. uh, that they found in 1995 or they, they thought they found that they found well, out they didn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and they do a really interesting thing where like the, the, the concept um, and the, the, the formatting of having those, that bookend structure mm-hmm. and having these two cops basically interview both Marty yeah. as uh, well as Russ's character and Michelle Monaghan's character. Well, it's kind of well. like a really clever way to do like a mockumentary. I don't know if you thought about this at all, but I was like, basically oh. these interviews are kind of like, these are like talking heads yeah. in, in the office. They are, but they're, they're not funny, but the, uh, yeah, but they're Some, shedding. Well, they're shedding. They're well, yeah, both both characters are very funny mm-hmm. in very dry ways. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, it's not a comedy, exactly. Um, but yeah, they do shed light on the situations and on the characters, exactly. Yeah. Um. Uh. And that is probably, I would say, is the greatest thing about True Detective mm-hmm. is the characterizations. Oh, for sure. The for sure the writing, the directing, the performances. It's, it's a combination of all three. Yeah. The format to create brilliant characters. Exactly. Um, and that's what ultimately it is as a vehicle, and why it interests me so much mm-hmm. is a. I think um, 
uh, the reason why I love it so much is because the person that's probably the most fascinating is the person that I find most fa- or that they're intending to be most fascinating. Is, yeah. Completely hooked me. Yeah. The first time that that I heard Russ Cole talk about the way that he thought, I was just like, "What the fuck is going?" Yeah, on? he's crazy. I was like, so compelled. It's, it's, it's not just that he has wild out there, you know, uh, not popular ideals, mm-hmm. but is that he's so confident in them, mm-hmm. and he's so he comes across as so intelligent with mm-hmm. them. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Um, one, I, I wanted to bring up, cause we're talking about the actors a little bit. I wanted to t- talk about Shea Wiggum. Mm-hmm. I think Shea Wiggum is a fucking awesome actor. Mm-hmm. Like we watched him in homecoming for spoiler episode a couple weeks ago or something. And then he was in this again. And like, he's so different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I remember seeing something on him last year where some, <clears> I think, um, some website gave him like performer of the year. And I was like, who I've never even heard of this guy. Right. And it was cause he had been in like four or five different he's projects. Been, right. And he's a total character actor. Mm-hmm. The dude is like, he just is very good at diving into the role and being different every time I've seen him mm-hmm. and rocking those sideburns. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, he's really interesting uh, character in this one. Uh, and it is, fairly different from the one that's in homecoming. Yeah. I mean, uh, especially when you first meet him, because when you first meet him, he's preaching and he's very eccentric mm-hmm. and he's like yelling and compelling and gesturing. And you're like, this mm-hmm. dude's nuts. And yeah. in, in homecoming, he's like completely subdued and yeah. he's not confident and he's kind of a goober. Right. Yeah. So yeah, on top of the performances, I would say, uh, going back to that format mm-hmm. of, uh, the, 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 the book ending format, not just the three different timelines, um, but having that present timeline to bookend everything, yes. right. That doesn't go on throughout the entire show. What they do is, you know, three, like two or three episodes, uh, out of like the end of the, the season, last two episodes are all present. Exactly. Yeah. The last two episodes are all present. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're taking, uh, th- those first six episodes, mm-hmm. five episodes, whatever six, it was, yeah. yeah, six episodes. Um, it was first six episodes are you you know that Marty and uh and and Rust are going to be okay. Yeah, you don't fear for you, their lot. Like uh the the famous tracking shot in episode mm-hmm. 4 that you know I I think they won an Emmy for that episode mm-hmm. for directing. Um like that as compelling and as Tense. insanely well done mm-hmm. as that scene is, you know they're going to make it. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's more of a matter of are they going to get what they need. But and look what's happening around. Them. Well, and, and you're also like, wh- what the fuck is going to happen yeah. up into this point in the present? Mm-hmm. But once they dis, once they shed that format, which I thought that it was a brilliant format, mm-hmm. shedding it is even more brilliant because then you enter a realm of uncertainty. Yeah, exactly. Writing, uh, where you're like, okay, yeah, you're no, you no longer feel safe. Exactly. Yeah. And once they they track down this which, killer, once exactly, they track yeah, down the going yellow into king, that final confrontation it makes everything that mm-hmm. much more compelling that was like i was edge of my like uh, i was sitting on an air mattress but edge of my air mattress like mm-hmm. lean forward i was like this is not mostly yeah. partially uh, the you know the build up to it but partially because that dude is like why like wh- what what okay so the <laughs> the villain that they're trying to go after the yellow king uh, or Carcosa. I'm not really sure yeah, if Carcosa was supposed to be is is the name of the the uh, 
the main guy uh, or if, if even the yellow king is supposed to yeah. be him right but the entire time you hear in the beginning of the the show the, the, this thing about the yellow king mm-hmm. and they're tracing down it's uh, very subtle I missed it and they're chasing down <clears throat> this uh, this character that was a spaghetti monster yeah. with green ears a that kid, chased this girl kid, through the woods yeah. kid gave the, the description to a sketch artist of a spaghetti monster with green ears. Mm-hmm. And uh, the entire time you hear from other characters about a, a, a large Scarred giant man, man mm-hmm. that uh, uh, had scars underneath like a, his face. Like a beard, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it builds up the, uh, the, the suspense for uh, mm-hmm. the reveal of who this character mm-hmm. is. And then when you actually find out, like, so in that last episode, which is when you actually start to get some character and you see him being who yeah, he they is basically in his t- own they environment. They basically tell you who he is at the end of episode seven. Yes. When the when the two uh, cops that were doing the interviewing just randomly meet him. Mm-hmm. And then he does that, like, comically villainous, like, yeah. talks to himself as the camera p- pans away and the episode yeah. ends. Yeah. Um, I, I looked over here and I was like, that's like, the most villain thing you could ever do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if someone keeps talking after they drive away, they're a villain. Yeah. Um, but you're like, Oh, that's who it is. And I think something that adds to the show being great is, um, uh, like I didn't feel cheated by that at all. I was like enamored by it. I was like, that's the, they met him. Mm-hmm. That's the dude from the school. Right. And I was like, uh, like they could have got thrown back to and any you could random... have you could have forgotten that I was actually glad that you remembered no I because I remembered that scene yeah. yeah for sure um but yeah like the, they they could have chosen any random character from throughout the show they, you know they could have picked like a dirty cop or a, a sheriff who was d- or they could have just made it the governor guy like they could have gone to anybody but just like this random dude mm-hmm. and I was hooked by it I was like who is this guy why like mm-hmm. I remember him I remember that scene. Why is he doing these things? How and he's like related to the to the governor's family and stuff. It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, see, the episode eight is when you actually get some character work on him, and you get it's to wild. see him in his own environment, in his dirty Disgusting. ass Disgusting. house, dirty ass house. Yeah. Um, and he's with his half sister that he bones. Yeah, and he it's he fingers his half sister as cool. she's telling him about how she was raped by their grandpa yeah yeah it's, it's pretty pretty yeah it's pretty he's a messed up. up dude yeah uh it seems like a swell guy though no uh he doesn't did so the, one of the things about that character is they don't really explain anything about him they no there's no motive they like there's does no... he have multiple personalities so okay or does he, he just like doing weird accents so he yeah he does like Three separate he has spot like a, on accents. Very good. Yeah, the yeah. dude kills it. The, I don't know yeah. who the actor is, but he kills it. Uh, he does like the posh British. Mm-hmm. He does the swampy Louisiana. Uh-huh. And he does the, there, like, the, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. There's an, like there's another one where he's talking to, because like he, there's his normal swampy bayou accent, mm. but then there's another one. Yeah. You could say that he probably does Yeah, he four. does four. He has his normal speaking voice, his exaggerated Louisiana voice his pompous British voice. And then, and, that and then there's one. another one where he's talking to his sister and it's like a it's, very weird, like yeah. pirate. Yeah. It's accent. crazy. It's really, it's really weird. weird. I don't, I don't, I don't I, I, he would have to talk more for yeah. me to be able to describe it. But, uh, his super swampy, mm-hmm. like there's the part where he talks to his sister and, mm-hmm. and he says, 
tell me about grandpa. It's yeah. so deep. It's, I yeah. can't mimic it. Yeah. It's so fucking deep. And then he keeps deep. using it, which is really scary. Oh when, my God. When Rust is going through the horror house that is the path to where they were doing Come these here, horrible little things. Yeah. He kept calling him a priest. I was yeah. so, I was like, Come here, little that priest. dude, I'm so, I was so confused by him, but not in a bad way. You know what uh-huh. I mean? I was just like, what is this yeah. dude's deal? It, it makes you, but, but it makes him that more compelling because they, they don't explain him. Yeah, exactly. You're just, he's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He was spooky. Spooky. What didn't you like about it? About the show? I think more than like not liking it, I was just like, stop being bad. Just fucking like Woody Harrelson. Stop. Stop being an asshole. It's in you to be a good person. Well, you, yeah, you probably like, like despised Woody Harrelson. He sucks, dude. He sucks. And then they like, they like, they redeem him like halfway through the show and you're like, okay, you know, he's in the seven year jump. He's turned Mm -hmm. his life around and he's, you know, he's faith. He's been faithful and faithful to his wife and apparently found faith, which they didn't really show. They just talked about it. But like, you know, it's things to, to make him look like he's a better person. Right. And then you're just like, nah, nah, he just sucks. Yeah. Uh, let's talk more uh, about Woody Harrelson's character. So Marty, Marty Hart, Hart is someone who is uh, just very <clears throat> obsessed with the idea of the perfect, like of the American dream mm-hmm. of having the, the wife, the, the wife kids, and the kids. And, but the problem is that like he has uh, like an inner fucking reptilian part that fucking won't allow him to have that. It's very strange. But his outer part fucking justifies. Yeah, that's the most wild part. Because I said this to you like mm-hmm. right when we when we first see him cheat with Alexander Daddario, mm-hmm. they 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 go pretty quickly I think to another uh, talking head essentially scene where he basically is like. You know, uh, you have to unwind. Yeah, he's to. basically just talking about why it's okay that he did the things yeah, he did. Literally, and justifying. I was like, it's like twenty years later, and he's still justifying it to himself. Like, mm-hmm. I could tell from like the second episode that he has no, no guilt toward the things that he's done wrong, mm-hmm. and like that blew my mind. And it's weird because like by the end, you're like, you accept Marty for who he is. Mm-hmm. You're kind of both of them. You're like, they are who they are. They're flawed, but they're good people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. In their core, they're good, mm-hmm. but they have major flaws. Yeah, and that's a, one thing that I fucking I loved about um, the 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 talking heads mm-hmm. that they had with the cops is how much the the talking heads were um, different than the things that were actually happening. Yeah, like the the unreliable the unreliable narrator yep. aspect of yep. those talking heads. Well, and they did it very poignantly at points where they straight up are lying to the cops while showing you what they really did mm-hmm. to kind of double down on like mm-hmm. the scene where they find Reggie Badu. Ba- Ledoux. Ledoux. Reggie Ledoux. Reggie Badu is Erica Badu's cousin. <laughs> uh, Reggie Ledoux. And uh, like, they're just straight up lying about what they did. And we mm-hmm. see how it actually went down. And then we see them set it up to look like it happened the way they're describing. And then you start thinking like even more, you're like, we know that they're estranged in the present timeline. Why are they still covering up for it? Like, it's so wild. Like the, the layers to the characters. I kind of had this thought when we were watching. I was like, it, it's almost like Nick Pizzolatto came up with Russ Cole and or Marty Hart. And then was like, he had the characters and he's like, I know these characters mm-hmm. in and out, deep down who they are, what they, what they are. And then was like, what would work best for them? Right. Oh, a detective show. We'll make them detective. Like, like they could be plunked out and placed into any 
number of style good of storytelling. Are. That's how good the characters are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They could have been doctors or lawyers or, or like a Game of Thrones spinoff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like they could be spaceship pilots or something. Like they mm-hmm. could be anything. Mm-hmm. But the characters are so good that I think it was just them finding the right medium to tell the story mm-hmm. of. And I think I think another thing that speaks to it is I don't I don't think that like the, the plot is the important part. Like you talk about how the characters are the best part. I literally think it is. Marty and Rust are just such fully realized characters that it was just about finding the best vehicle for them to tell a story. Yeah, and one thing that's so interesting about it is that it's really easy to kind of like miss uh prescribe what it is, you know? Like it's really easy to look at it and be like, "Oh, it's two dudes in the cop show. It's a buddy cop movie." You know, but like even if it were, it's not even a dramatic version of a, a no. buddy cop movie or a subverted version of it. There's, I mean, there's certain tropes that they do um, provide as far as like the the interplay between them uh, and their interplay is amazing. Which, but I mean, really, it's just a vehicle for amazing characters. Yeah, um, yeah like I would subscribe to the idea that if Nick P- Pizzolatto felt like it, he could be like, oh, I'm making a show called. True Lawyers, starring mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. as Rustin Cole and Marty Hart, and they just play lawyers. And I'd be like, yep, I'll watch that. Yeah. It's the exact same characters doing something different. It's mm-hmm. like an alternate universe right. of what they became. I would watch that. Yeah. Like Suits with them, mm-hmm. but not as like over the Light-hearted. top as Suits is. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I love Suits, though. <laughs> yeah. I <I'm> <laughs> love that show. I love it, too. I goddamn love Suits. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else? That you don't like, 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 uh, not just. Well, it's like I said in the beginning. I, I, it's, but. it's like, it just comes down to taste, and what it's the difference is like you love, 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 love it, and mm-hmm. it's like one of your favorite mm-hmm. things, like on screen. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I just think it's amazing. It's 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 just not the thing that I'm gonna love the most. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't cater to your person. I'm not gonna like go make a top five list of my favorite TV shows ever and put True Detective on it. Yeah, I would maybe say it. like you know make a list of the top. 10 TV shows of the 2000s and it would probably be on there. Yeah. It's incredibly well made. Well, it's season one. We don't mm-hmm. know about the rest and we've heard things. But, well, I've heard good things about season three so far. So, that's good. Mahershala. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I did have, I was I was looking through all the awards and stuff and Michelle Monaghan got nominated for Best Actress. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Because I don't you... think, I don't think she's not good. I just feel like there's not, you know what it is? I think she earns it later on in the season. You know, like when she like gets real mad. Yeah, that's when she earns it. Well, yeah, she she becomes her own person. Yeah, and then like she literally she goes gets from back being like the token wife character mm-hmm. early on, where she's she's really just there to be, um, to realize that Marty's a dick. Yeah, basically, as and to to take care of his family essentially. Mm-hmm. To later on, really gaining agency and becoming her own character. Yeah, but like I was like, because I had looked at the list before that episode, and I was like what does she do later on to like earn this nomination? She's just normal so far. She's not bad. It's just very normal. And then I think later on you're like, Oh, she, okay. yeah, she I becomes a lot more. Interesting. I get it. She I'm going to, I'm going to coerce his partner in having sex with me while he's mm-hmm. drunk to get revenge on him. So yeah, it's nuts. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything that I didn't like. It's just a matter of, is it my favorite thing? Like, I think that there's a potential for someone to watch Matthew McConaughey's performance and, like, roll their eyes. I think that's possible. I think that it's possible for someone to see, like, Russ Cole and be like, this guy's fucking pretentious. He Fuck is pretentious. This. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like, like, like uh, 
you would be like, you would be like, oh man, I love this quote. And then he would say, I'd be like, he's just a fucking dick. Right. Like I, I'm like, he's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel the way passionately that you feel about him, but I still like him mm-hmm. as a character. I still find him com- captivating. Right. I just think he's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that's it for thoughts on season one. I don't have anything else. You excited for next week? What's next week? Oscar special, baby. Yeah. Uh, th- I think that there's f- four or five best pictures that I haven't seen. Yeah, we're, we're behind. Yeah. I'm going to sprint through them, though. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Now that we're in L.A., dude, it's going to be yeah, so we easy. we don't really have anything to do. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. There's also, like, some weird... We'll talk about it for sure. There's some weird nominations and some weird snubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Eighth grade. Come on. So sad. Uh, yeah. That's us. Come back next week for the Oscar special and check us out on social media, the Chris and Kyle show on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, and on all of your podcasting platforms. I'm doing my airline voice there for a second. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, TCAX pod on Twitter. We will be back with a poll in a couple weeks because next week is the Oscar special. So next month we'll do a poll again. Mm-hmm. Um, he find his social medias, uh, Chris Michael Stott on Instagram and his website. Check out his scripts. Find me Davinwell twenty five on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, yeah, it's been real. It's been true. <laughs> true detective. What are we? Some kind of true detective? <laughs> Sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> Sounds fucking stupid. Which one do you think that you would that you that you are? Like, if if one of us had to be Marty and one of us had to be Russ. See, the thing is, like, I feel like I'm neither of them for sure, but you would be Rust. Yeah. So by default, I'm you, Marty. You're Marty. And I'm mad about it. <laughs> Can I be Michelle Monaghan? <laughs> no. Why not? Because then we'd still fuck. That's weird. There's got to be somebody I can be. <laughs> you can be uh, Shay Wiggum. No, I'll be the dude who owns the bar that Matt McConaughey works at. He seems like he lives a pretty chill life. Yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) All right, dude. We out. We out. Stay weird. (laughs)